0: You're listening to The Worship Review, a podcast which evaluates contemporary Christian music for the good of the church, to the glory of God. This podcast is for the whole church, to encourage thoughtful engagement with the words, emotions, and ideas in our music. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Worship Review, the podcast that critically and charitably examines the songs that we sing in churches, both in the United States where Tyler and I live, but also in far-flung countries across the ocean. Because indeed, today we are taking a detour. It was At one point we did several podcasts where we looked at songs that were popular in a variety of countries, and we kind of have a version of that today where Tyler and I are have guest hosts Arthur and Caitlin, and you can hear our interview with them in last week's podcast. And we're going to review amongst the four of us the song Gewechte Liebe, which is the German translation of the song Reckless Love. And you shouldn't pause this episode, but after this episode, you could go back and listen to I think Tyler was episode six of the Worship Review, maybe, where we reviewed the song Reckless Love, but not German version. And we thought this would be a fun opportunity to look at how a song like this is translated into another language. Uh, and also obviously an opportunity to talk to archer and Caitlin, who are German church planners. Um a- and uh I don't know, archer and Caitlin, can I can I ask? And maybe this will give something away, maybe too early, but do you do this song? Do you do in your church?
1: No, no.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, um, what, what I'll probably do then is I'll just uh, w- w- maybe give us, Tyler, I'll start with you and you can maybe tell me what the song's about. And then when we go lyric by lyric, the two of you, can, or the three of you can alternate a bit. I'm utterly useless in this uh, in this analysis. Uh, hence, that's why I'm talking so much, um, because I'm getting it all in right now. So let's just get right into it. Tyler, can you tell us what the song Vector Lieber is about.
2: Yeah, and uh, let me preface this by saying the song is, it's not exactly, but it's essentially a translation of the Corey Asbury song, Reckless Love. So uh, it has much the same same uh, meaning as that one. It's a kind of a meditation on how um, reckless God's love is and to what extent God is willing to pursue um uh an individual and that is and and it also talks about how um this person was pursued and saved right so uh, or at least found at least uh fought for hmm. and how he was good to him
0: Anything to add to that, Archer and Caitlin? Just summarizing the song?
3: No, I think Tyler did a good job summarizing. I don't want to give away all the,
0: the goodies. <laughs> all right. Well, then <laughs> let's start getting into some of those, those goodies. Tyler, would you uh, give us the first verse in German and then maybe approximate an a, a English translation? <laughs>
4: Sangst du Lieder über mich? Du warst schon immer gut zu mir. Du hast mich geformt, mir Leben eingehaucht. Du warst schon immer gut bevor
2: ich ein wort sprach sangst du lieder über mich before i spoke a word you sang lays over me or songs over me du warst schon immer gut zu mir you were um, always good to me du hast mich geformt mir leben eingehaucht you formed me and breathed life into me du warst schon immer gut zu mir you were always good to me
0: okay so arthur and Caitlin, uh yeah, what's any thoughts on this first passage here?
1: I mean, the German translation is quite close to the American or the English version. But
4: I, better.
1: Yeah, I was surprised to read it in English because I only had ever heard the song in German. So when I read it in English, I felt the English verses or the English first verse was much. Um, more superficial okay. than it sounds in German.
2: Um, Caitlin, I felt the same way. I didn't, i sure. sorry to interrupt you, but I read the German. And I was like, wow, there's actually a little bit more substance in here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what,
0: what is it? To, so for a non-German speaker, what is it about? What, what's, what's different?
1: First of all, it doesn't say you've been so, so good to me. That sounds... It just so, sounds... So,
0: kind in, in the original.
1: No, it's the, se- the second line is you've been so, so good oh, to yes, me. Oh, yes,
3: that's correct. Right. And, the and in
1: goes. German, it says you were always good to me. Mm. And that just has a deeper... Yeah. And longer... Yeah.
3: So, so good to me, and then later you have been so, so kind to me. Sounds weak to me.
1: Sounds yeah. like he- yeah. your friend was... Or what we say to the children, be kind. But mm, in German, yeah. in the last line says, again, you were s-
3: always good to me. Yeah. You have been good always to- good to me. And there's
1: an extra emphasis. Du war schon immer. You mm. were always, always, basically, mm. yeah. Yeah. good to me.
0: It's almost like First uh, John four nineteen, right? We love because He first loved us. Like it's almost like God has always been doing this. And yeah. also
1: in German, there's a difference with the word "good." It's got a much deeper meaning than the English word "good."
3: Mm-hmm. It can includes the goodness of God,
1: which is why you don't know, often say w- what we were saying. Before, if you want to give a compliment, often you hear, oh, that wasn't bad. Because to say something in good is German has a greater emphasis. Yeah. Because they don't say it very often.
3: Yeah, we don't do much fantastic and outstanding and brilliant at all.
2: I wonder if the German text changed that third line, before I took a breath, you breathed your life in me, um, to make it kind of less less redundant because if, if one does not have breath, it makes sense that the breathing of life into someone would precede the breathing taking. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, assuming this is about the breath of life and it's not about, uh, the Holy spirit or something like that. Um, it seems like the German text is more, it, it seems like it's more influenced by Psalm 139, uh, mm-hmm. because you have the forming of the person, um, and then I, the words before I spoke a word kind of reminded me of that, that Psalm too. Mm-hmm.
1: That's why I love this song personally because it reminds me of one of my favorite scriptures in Zephaniah three seventeen, where it talks about God singing over us.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. It's just beautiful.
0: Mm. Yes. So, well, let's uh, carry on to the refrain.
2: Oh, wie endlos, überwältigend gewagt ist, wie du liebst. Oh, du kämpfst für mich und spürst mich auf. Lässt 99 stehen. Ich weiß genau, dass ich's nicht verdient hab. Doch du gibst dich für mich hin. Oh, wie endlos, überwältigend gewagt ist, wie du liebst. Yeah. Oh, ho, ho, ho. So. <lacht> um, In English, of course, uh, that would be uh, how um, endless, overpoweringly, overwhelmingly, um, (laughs) I almost want to say risky, (laughs) because that's how it comes across. (laughs) Uh, Willing to take risks is your love. I'll put it uh, neutrally. You fight for me and seek me out or search me out, leaving 99 standing. I know for certain that I haven't earned it, but you offer yourself forward for me. Yes, oh, how um, endlessly overpoweringly risky is how you uh, love. And I'll ask a question to Atwa. You've got native speaker intuition. I read this, and I can't tell. I think there's two options for this first line. The one is it's doing what English does. It's trying to do what English does, where you just stack a bunch of adjectives next to each other. Overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love Mm -hmm. of God. Option one. Option two is different, because in German, adverbs don't have an ending. They don't have the L-Y. Typically, they don't have an L-Y ending. Mm -hmm. And so they can modify an adjective by preceding it. Like, um, for example... Uh, Schon gut is like an adverb preceding uh, an adjective. But here we have endlos, überwältigend, gewagt. Now my question for you, Otto, do you read that as a German as three adjectives like in English? Or do you read it as how endlessly, overwhelmingly reckless is your love or is how you love? It's very
3: insightful. But the intuition would go with it is a stacking on top of each other.
2: The first... first interpretation yeah
3: so basically you're adding on endless overpoweringly and i would say daring daring Mm -hmm. daring love which 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 i like way more than the reckless love in the original Mm -hmm. reckless to me now you can correct me i'm not a native english speaker sounds more negative reminds me Mm -hmm. of reckless youth wrecking cars and knocking down mailboxes with baseball bats and gevakt is more a daring love that is willing to go out and take risks, severe risk yeah, which is much closer to what I think is uh, God did for us
2: well I have a question about this, okay Um, in what I almost said in V film like to what extent is um, God's love risky what is the risk? The risk is uh,
3: that what 100% occurred, the death of his son, <laughs> cost him
2: everything. But was that a risk or a cost? I'm, I'm not trying to be pedantic. No, it's correct. But risk sounds like there's a chance involved. And even vagen, like this verb, mm-hmm. comes from a vage, where you weigh out things. That's right. And so it's like things are hanging in the balance. To me, it, it is a little better. Uh, but it still implies there's a kind of either lack of planning or um, yeah, it still implies a kind of uh, uncertainty. Mm -hmm.
3: I think you're analyzing it very well. It makes the song from a perspective of us humans. So it makes it very menschlich and it reduces a bit of what God did by saying that, but it's a ton better than reckless. Uh, That's all I'm saying. Mm.
1: But it's also got a positive spin
3: on it. Yeah, right? in German, this is a positive. It's not what reckless sounds like in English, so it's an improvement. Okay. Although, if you drill into it like you just did, I have to agree with you that it's not, a, not the best choice of word mm. to describe what God did when He offered His Son, when He made the plan.
2: If if I asked you, Otwa, if I said um, sein Leben waren, yeah, how would you translate that?
3: to risk one's life.
2: Okay. Um I looked at duden to to kind of make sense cuz of course the, everything in this song hinges on that one word, right? Mm-hmm. Like this if it's daring or or if it's uh self-sacrificial willing to suffer consequences, then it's actually a pretty good uh descriptor. Um but duden which is the authoritative whatever that means The official uh, reference source for the German language does this thing when it defines this, that I think uh, hinges on this ambiguity. And so, the Duden, the first definition, the primary definition of this is: Ohne die Gefahr, das Risiko zu scheuen, etwas tun, das ein Ausgang ungewiss ist, um jemandes einer Sache willen ein hohes Risiko eingehen. To do something without either the danger or the risk without shying away from danger or risk. So that's the kind of the primary definition without, without getting into the other stuff. If it's danger, I think this is a good descriptor of God. Yes. Because Jesus was placed in immense danger and it was deliberate, but if it's risk, I I guess I don't personally like using that kind of language because it sounds like it's up to chance or fate or something like that.
3: I agree. I totally agree. I think it's insightful.
1: I have to say, when we sent this song to Colin, and he said, it's called Reckless Love. I was like, what? Because when you <laughs> sing the song, this word, Gewacht, it's not emphasized in the mm. song. And not musically and yeah. not in general. I didn't even know what that word meant. And I've heard this song many times in German. But I knew endlos und überwältigend. So it was, it's really interesting. Yeah. The English version, it's a much bigger emphasis, I find. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm.
2: And then one other thing I noticed about this, um, this refrain is the English version is in the third person. It chases me down, it fights till I'm found. Yes. It leaves the 99. But the German version is singing, appealing directly uh, to God. Um, Although, at this point, he can be inferred from what's come before, but not named. um, Because English says love of God, and German just says, wie du liebst, how you love. But then, you fight for me, and you seek me out, and leave the 99 Hmm. standing, or where they were.
3: Yeah, in German, you have the second person all the way through, which makes it more personal. Again, there's another reason why I like it more. Hmm.
1: also the part of the refrain in english it says i don't deserve it so you give yourself away in german it says i know exactly that i have not
3: <coughs> deserved, deserved
1: it. it i know exactly yeah. that i haven't yeah. Like wow. emphasizing yeah and
3: the other part the second half of that is but yet you give yourself up for me which me sounds a lot more than than the yeah. scripture ephesians 5 25 uh first yes. Timothy this is language from scripture This in german i can see that more than the the original
2: yes yeah there's also uh there's two things in the german that give direction to the giving there's like für mich, so for my sake and yes. then hin like forward or up Whereas in English, you give yourself away, well, that, that could just be like scattering it's super you know, seeds to birds yeah. and what have you. So yeah, this, English, yeah. again, comes across as a little vaguer, but also uh, specifically in terms of God's love, it seems like there's less purpose behind it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Tyler, shall we get into verse two then?
2: I think so. <laughs>
4: what are you thinking about ich war feind
2: Ich war noch dein Feind, doch du hast gekämpft für mich. Du warst schon immer gut zu mir. Ich war mir nichts wert, doch du hast bezahlt für mich. Du warst schon immer gut zu mir. I was yet your enemy or foe, yet you have fought for me. You have always been good to me. Really, I was to myself worth nothing, but you have paid for me. You have always been good to me hmm.
0: okay, so um I guess I'll start with you, Tyler um key differences or just things that come out in that in that translation
2: um, the I, I, the first the first clause seems really, really similar when I was your foe, still, your love fought for me, except uh German does not permit the kind of vagueness again. So it's instead of your love fought for me in, in German, it's just like you fought for me. So it's just a little bit more direct and a little bit, uh, you know, less, less, uh, flowery, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. um, we have the noch in the doch, which are functioning here. I was yet, or I'm still your enemy, um, but, or on the contrary, you fought for me. So I think it feels a little stronger, um, you were all, always good to me with that shown intensifier. What'd you say, Otto? I love my language. You love your language? <laughs> <laughs> these kind of
3: things that makes it amazing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. I, I, I like it. Um, ich war mir nichts wert. Um, I like that also better than the English, I have to say, when I felt no worth. Yes. Um, describes oh, yeah. a feeling which isn't necessarily invalid I, or a perception but in german it's just a declaration of it's also describing how one perceives oneself um but it's in stronger terms i was worth nothing mm. uh, to myself yes. ich war mir wert.
0: still better to myself still better right because the yeah. other one's just describing felt needs you might feel worthless but that's that's not speaking about objective reality, whereas we know from scripture, right? We were, we were, but dust, B-U-T-T, yeah. dust, right? We were terrible. Well, okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and Another thing I like in, in the German is that we have another doch. So it's like, I was worth nothing to myself. Um, however, or on the contrary, you have paid for me, yet you have paid for me. So again, it just, it comes across as, I guess, a bit punchier, like it has more, somebody is boxing, but they have a little bit more to throw behind the punches. That's how it feels to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then again, like in the English, in the refrain, um, I, I just think it's interesting that both the English and the German have this kind of language of transaction. I couldn't earn it, or Ich uh, weiß genau, dass ich nicht verdient hab. Like, that could be earn, or I think, auto you translated that as um, uh, Deserve. That. Deserve, yeah. yeah. Deserve. And um, here, we have more of that kind of language here, too. Bezahlt für mich. You paid it all for me. Mm-hmm. So it seems like there's a transaction going on, and that's kind of why, when I gave a summary of the song, I said, it seems like there's some... Thing hinting at salvation here.
1: I mean, I just liked that third line much better in German because in English, when I felt no worth, he paid it all for me. It just made me think of one of our kids, oh, I, oh poor me, 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 but he paid it all for me. It, it just has the sense of self-pity and in German, mm. it's like stating a fact. I'm not worthy Mm -hmm. and maybe that appeals to my half German-ness. But I I just appreciated that in German much better and it goes deeper to me. Mm -hmm. Did you wanna say anything? No,
3: I have nothing to add. Tyler analyzes very well, except maybe some general remarks at the end.
0: All right, well, I think all we've got left then Tyler is the refrain, yes? Or I mean the, uh, the bridge. Right. The bridge.
2: Yeah. Although I will say just briefly about some of these repeated refrains in the German version, for what it's worth, um, Urban Life Worship, the, the group that translated this and sings this, um, and apparently is propagating this in Germany, does name Jesus in some of these refrains. So mm. it's in these little intermittent um, things that you would uh, say between repetitions, but it's still there. Yeah. And I think worth mentioning, it's it's nice to see Jesus be uh, praised directly.
4: Yeah. Du erleuchtest alle Schatten, erklimmst alle Berge, um mir nachzugehen. Du zerstörst alle du treibst alle Lügen, um mir nachzugehen.
2: Yeah, yeah. Du erleuchtest alle Schatten, so you uh, enlighten or light up all shadows. Erklimmst alle Berge, you uh, climb all mountains, um mir nachzugehen in order to literally go after me uh, pursue me um Mm. you tear down or destroy all walls you um, you drive out all lies Mm. to pursue me Um, otto and caitlin what you guys think about these lines
1: I don't know what you have to say, but I love it. (laughs) I love the description in German is so rich. Um, And I think it's true, you know, the victory that Jesus had on the cross. He, I think that the language is beautiful. And goes again the word deeper i can't think of another word but it goes deeper than um in the english version it's personal more personal than in english i i think
3: Mm
4: -hmm. Mm -hmm. i
3: think the choice of the verbs in the german version is more powerful and striking because they are more specific Mm -hmm. to for example Aclimist is more to scale to crest, so this is actually that you would say and use only when you do rock climbing or climbing of something. So there's not just a general climb; it is an, uh which is specific
1: technical, it's, difficult. Yeah,
3: same with erleuchtet. Is lined up as a loose translation, but it has a very definite meaning. Or uh, zerstöres mm-hmm. and is definitely not kicked down, but it's a purposeful Crushing. destruction of the walls. Mm-hmm. So the language in the
1: bridge in German, I like. Um, the verbs are, are powerful. They bring a, a greater meaning than just do. Er and you light up all the shadows. It, it's not just that. And er Leuchten gives this feeling and this understanding of complete darkness. And then light has come.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And the same with Eclips to Aliberge. It's not just climbing on the mountains. It's, like I said earlier, this technical cresting or scaling of a mountain, something that's not just climbing, but mm. more complicated.
3: Mm-hmm. To me, basically, there's there's four activities that I described here in the bridge, right? Make light, ascend mountains, destroy walls, dispel lies, if I can sum them up. I wasn't quite sure whether this means, this talks about, basically describes the process um, of salvation, but I wasn't sure whether this is before salvation or after. I mean, this could be both. I mean, this could be a process that, that happens to a saved person continuously after, or whether this has happened before to be saved. I think this is both. It's, it's ambiguous. Um and then ascending the mountains, I wasn't sure whether they mean it positively or negatively. Because positively, when you ascend and climb a mountain, you're like, "Ah, oh, I reached the goal." But if it is an obstacle, then you have to overcome the obstacle. So I'm thinking, mm. sounds like maybe this means to save me, you have overcome large obstacles. So climbed mm-hmm. over this mountain, which goes along with you have destroyed, yeah. torn down the walls, which. Yeah. So, Stürst alle and this reminds me of Paul talking about the gospel and how it is tearing down Festungen, Glaubensfestungen, fortifications of condition and faith, right? Um, dispels all lies, for type students. So, yeah, I was not sure. It was this, There isn't a certain ambiguity, just the word, I think. Um, so, it highlights the great work of the Savior. His great love for, for the one being saved. Mm. And by implication, I think it brings out the worth. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong here. To me, it sounds like by singing this and saying it like this, by implication, it puts great worth on the one to be saved. I mean, it magnifies Christ and what he's done, even for Jesus not It magnifies and describes the work that he had to do, the, the labor to save one, but also because he did. Go over such obstacles and tear down walls, etc., etc. It means that uh, I was worth it so much that you did that for me. This is what I come away with from re- repeating these these lines over and over again. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, and I think I think it's interesting that the purpose of this, both in German and English, all of this enlightening and climbing and these things magnify magnify God, but the purpose is to go after me. And in the parable of the sheep, um, it's not just to go after you. It's go after you, pick you up, and carry you back to the flock so you belong to the people of God uh, once again. So it it seems like uh, this is good, but it's only kind of half of that story. Hmm. If the sheep uh, needs to be brought into the fold, um, you go after it. But then you also snatch him up, and you take him home where he belongs now. I interpreted this Atwa as um, after salvation. Yeah, because um, it seems like a Christian is singing it, uh, just based on the uh, just sure? based on the verses that have come before. Like you've always been good to me, and you breathe your life into me.
0: I don't know, but those, those I, things, Tyler, are true of non-Christians too. I mean, in the common grace sense, right? Like a, a non-Christian, it still has the breath of God in him, right? In the sense that he was created as a descendant of Adam and uh, and non-Christians still enjoy the common grace of God. And in fact, it's a mercy to them that would hopefully implore them to turn to the saving grace of God too.
2: That's true, but I wouldn't expect them to sing this song. I guess
0: yeah. because
2: <laughs> it's, it's like as soon as they're ready to acknowledge that it's all from God, it seems like they would be ready They'd to become a Christian and convert. Yeah. But I think you're right. It technically could all be true.
0: Um, could be both. And sure. I mean, this Arthur was saying it's ambiguous and maybe it's on purpose. Maybe it's done that way on purpose. Because I imagine again, maybe I'm, maybe I'm making a judgment here that I shouldn't make, but I, I have to wonder if there are people that, would be singing a song like this in the sort of churches that might sing a song like this, that maybe are, you know, in this kind of weird space where am I a Christian? Am I not a Christian? You know, what makes me a Christian? I said a prayer or I went up to an altar call, but, you know, I'm still hanging out with the same people and, you know, doing the same kinds of things on a weekend or whatever. And maybe there are, maybe, it, maybe it's ambiguous because, you know, the group of people that would be singing this, their identity is a little bit fake.
4: Uh, so,
3: uh, I like the song, but my greatest beef with the song is, and I like lay it out, is that I don't get from the song um, why one needs to be go, go, went after, going after all. What is the saving from? Uh, I mean, mm. I see from the text that you leave 99 behind, you haven't deserved it, uh, you paid for me, I, I, I wasn't nothing worth, etc, but it does not bring you to the place to, to show you clearly the gospel. It is veiled.
1: Mm. To mm. me, the emphasis is on look how much he did to save me. Mm. And so it's almost the opposite of what they're saying I didn't deserve this but look he had to climb the mountain for me so (laughs) it's it's almost um contradicting itself it Mm. not in words but in the emphasis
3: yeah to me this song feels like it can be sung by a real believer who knows what these illusions are for and also but one that thinks he's a real believer, but actually never has grasped the, mm. the nucleus of what the gospel is and what Christ did in going after and what that means that he has paid. How has he paid? How did he go after? How did he give himself up? Why did he have to do that? Was there no other mm. way, Etc. I mean, this is my greatest beef with the song is for mm. one who knows scripture well, you can sing this and you can have a hundred ideas and reasons for why you can sing this and mean the right thing. But for somebody who doesn't have any of that, they can mean a whole different thing about it and be just as happy singing it right next to you.
0: Hmm. Caitlin and Arthur. Oh, sorry. Uh Caitlin, what you were saying reminds me of something called cat theology and dog theology. Have you heard of this? So the 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 cat says, oh, look how my master feeds me and gives me a house to live and buys me things. I must be, I must be awesome. I must be an awesome cat. (laughs) And the dog says, wow, look at how my master feeds me and provides a house for me and plays with me. He's such a good master. Right. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Yeah. This is maybe a cat theology song.
1: (laughs) Well, and when I heard it the first time, I love it because I, I think I was thinking of all the people that I talk to who struggle to really believe that God loves them yeah. and the shame or the, the things it's, it's just got a, an emphasis of, I love you this much, look,
4: mm-hmm.
1: look how much I love you, mm-hmm. but that won't get them to the place they need to be.
0: Right. Right. Doesn't resolve the insecurity because um, the thing that resolves the insecurity is, okay. but he loves you in Christ. Right. Because it's Christ's righteousness. Right. So uh, it's true. You're absolutely worthless. But God has brought you into his family. He's applied Christ's righteousness to you. That gives you worth. And that's a secure worth, because then, you know, nothing is going to change about the way that God loves Christ. Right, mm. Christ is perfect. His righteousness is absolutely perfect, faithful to the end, even to death on a cross. And it's because of that that we can enjoy God's love. Mm. Right. And that's not in the song either.
1: Yeah. It's lacking a lot of yeah. important truths. Mm. Yeah.
2: I would say in the song's defense, there is this line um, in German. It's even stronger than in English. Ich weiß genau, dass ich nicht verdient habe. So it's like I I know for certain that I have not earned it, and mm-hmm. so I think while the rest of the song uh, could come across as being cat theology, I don't think that line can be read that way. Doch du gibst dich für mich hin, but you give yourself up for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's even stronger than English, where it's there's a modal verb in there, and it makes it sound hypothetical. I couldn't earn it, uh, and I don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. Um, so just I just want to be fair to the song. I, I agree. There are so many issues with this. It, I, I mentioned that it seems like it was incomplete, like the, the purpose of the story of leaving the 99 sheep to chase the lost one. Atul, um, you mentioned that it's missing some kind of core aspects of, of the gospel. Um. And I agree with all of that.
3: It seems to me that this song lives on the fact that it works well depending on all the preconceived notions or your background knowledge that you bring to it. If it is much, you can make much with it. If it is little, it remains little. Because it is, it is vague. We've run into that many times. Yeah, because it is vague. It is not explicit and it doesn't teach you anything because it alludes to a lot of stuff, but you don't get information. What, what's up with the 99? If you don't know the parable, then you don't know what the 99% or I don't know. That, mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. It is unclear.
1: I mm-hmm. look at the song. I do a lot of sets in our church. So putting the songs together. Yes. Um, and then I have someone who tells me. I have a couple men who tell me yes or no. And so when Are I they say pastors? the pastors.
0: Yeah. See this is this is what needs to happen though. This yeah. is what needs to happen.
1: Right. So which is what I meant by there's songs that I would love to see in our church, but some bosses sitting next to me say no. And this is one of those songs where I would I see in a set mixed in with a bunch of other songs filled with you know good theology and, and truth. Hmm. So I I like the powerfulness of the words
2: Mm
3: -hmm. yeah this is a coke light or a coke zero song in the way (laughs) in the way i would not drink this all the time it's not super healthy once in a while to spice it up i love i love the melody of this song and also how it sounds in German. yeah it is moving when you know the love of christ I can go along with it. You can catch me maybe humming or singing this thing in the shower. or. Mm. But is it good enough to have it in church regularly? I would not do it. Because okay. it, is not, it is not the most wholesome, nutritious, spiritual food, right? There's mm-hmm. lots of, we have so many songs. It's great. It's a great song. Lyric, uh, the, the, musically, I love it.
1: And the translation. It's so yeah. hard to translate songs into German because the German language is so rough <sighs> all the time and you know, even the word overwhelming, "Überwältigend," you know <laughs> it, it is a substantial word but to <laughs> sing, "Überwältigend" is not super easy and so they translated it musically and lyrically so well
2: yeah, I agree, it's well done yeah. and mm. even improves on it And
1: there isn't. In our humble
2: opinion. Yeah, in our humble opinion. What what would you guys say to, um, oh, wie ewig, überwältigend und kühn ist wie du liebst? Then you don't have to, kühn meaning like bold. Then you don't have to deal with any of the uh, risk stuff.
1: Oh, if you change the lyrics, you mean?
2: Yeah. Kühn. You've been thinking about this for a while, haven't you?
1: I would never No, use it that just that just occurred to me. That's <laughs> it's such an old German word, isn't it?
3: No it's yeah, tollkühn oder I still like gewagt more. I understand your yeah. argument yeah. about the risk. Uh, <clears throat> has is has a positive connotation that you bring across. It is not used. We I don't I don't use it in the in the normal sense of using it in the language, uh, meaning all the backlog of weighing up from vaga from way, yeah. gavat just means it, it's daring. It was a bold step. It was a, a large, it's a significant step that brought was had a cost, a large cost attached to it. So I understand that it's not the best word, but I, I also try to think of a substitute while we were talking, and you brought Q in. I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't have anything better. Again, the word gvax that we use in there, for me, makes God's work on a human level. It makes it... It's the word for menschlich, Tyler, in English.
2: Like human.
3: Yeah. Uh. It's it, it just... It's, pr- it's an attempt f- to make it approachable, understandable for human. It describes it in, 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 in weak language, gevagt.
2: I like, though, Atwa, that your gripe is not with that word. Your gripe is with the lack of content in the rest of the song. That's, that's distinct.
3: To me, it doesn't hinge on this one word. It's the, the substance together, which is thin. And lacking very, some of the most important components, I, I would say. Because again, a non-Christian can sing this and be fine.
0: Let's get to the ratings then. And I think we should save the guests for last. And then Tyler, you have probably more substance than I do, because I just listened to you guys. So I'll just go real quick and um, go first. Um, So the question for me was, um, we're, we're rating the German translation. We're not rating the original. But I can't help but rely on some, you know, It's for me, it was like, well, would anything in the German translation, so I gave this song a one when we first reviewed it, a one out of five, and I don't remember what my modifier was, Tyler, was it backwards baseball hats or something like that? The it was. Yeah, it was. Okay. Um, so, you know, does, I, it sounds like the German translation is stronger, is better in many respects. Um, I, I still have a problem with the word. Uh, I think it's still... It's not quite reckless, but it sounds like it's still not ideal. It sounds like there's a lot missing still, a lot of core elements of the gospel. Um, So typically when a song not only has a lot missing, but also has some kind of error or something approaching error like that, it gets a one. And so for me, I'm going to keep it there. I'll give it one out of five holy garments. And uh, the holy garment is from the video where the lead singer is. Singing in a shirt with holes in it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I must have missed the holes in the shirt.
0: Yeah, I'm up here and then down there. All right, Tyler, what did you give the song?
2: Yeah, so just as a as a reminder, I gave this song two out of five reckless adjectives <laughs> when it was in English and in German. Um, I'm going to give this. Uh. I was gonna give it. I, I'm gonna give it two out of five again. I'm not gonna change that. I don't think it's it's you know risen to a three, and I don't think it's dropped to a one. It's still a two, and I was gonna give it two out of five natural lights because it was like the most German room possible that they were in because it was like one wall was just glass and there was natural light pouring in. And uh, in case Americans you are not aware, Germans have natural light everywhere, and they love it. Um, but I'm not gonna do that. I think I'm gonna give it two out of five worship. Leita, because in the description of the video, there's this clear English uh, phrase that they have just directly translated into German, worship, Leita, Leiter, worship Leiter meaning leader. Um, worship being a, just a direct borrowing, and then Leiter being a kind of loan translation.
0: Arthur and Caitlin, uh, what are your ratings? Oh, can I
1: go oh, first? Well, I always see the glass half full. So I'm giving it a three out of five.
2: All
4: right.
1: Uber Veltians, three. That's because I think the translation is much better in German and the verbs are stronger. And I like the song.
3: I'm afraid right. my rating is not going to be good for anything because I have uh, gone the other way. I have been sca- I have been rating it on the effectiveness of um, shrouding the gospel in a smokescreen, and I think this song did a really good job of it. So I'm going to give it a four out of five for that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Meaning, uh,
1: the,
2: the, the yeah.
1: opposite, yes. basically.
2: Yes. So it is very good at shrouding the gospel. Yes, in a I think screen. so. I mean,
3: I think. Yeah, I'm just repeating myself. It gives enough information for one who knows what they're talking about to know what they're talking about, but not enough to educate anybody who doesn't know what Jesus did. Mm. Mm.
2: Would you say that was a bold move, a daring move?
4: A
3: reckless. And give give this maneuver? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I think, I think, honestly, this, this reflects a bit more, a bit what the current status of the, the nation is uh, in terms of writing worship songs. If we write worship songs where Christ is shrouded and omitted, the gospel doesn't really come through, that's a problem. Uh, reflects the teaching as well, and the that people can worship and praise God in these terms, which are vague, nonspecific, uh, and non-offensive. Honestly, Mm -hmm. Uh, but the gospel does offend sometimes and has to for it it to cut deep enough to perform the surgery. This song doesn't perform the surgery, Mm. it works on one who has been already healed from the sickness of sin, if I can use these words. But it doesn't cut and convince, convict one, and bring one to their knees to turn to Christ. That doesn't. Mm. Well said. I'm not Mm. saying every song has to do that but
1: I, I i he's saying he won't let i miss christ it
2: <laughs> 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 maybe Otto, if i could finish if i could try and finish your sentence you said i'm not saying every song has to do that um i wondered if you were going to say but if it's not going to do that it has to do something else and this song just doesn't really do much of anything else other than kind of uh, no offense caitlin um uh, just kind of, uh, what does it do?
1: Makes you feel good.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, well said. Like a cat. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> do cats make you feel good?
0: No, cat, cats feel good, right? Because everybody loves them.
2: They're they don't awesome. care about anybody. They feel good Right,
0: exactly. Right. Yeah, the whole world revolves around them. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of the Worship Review. Uh, Do please let your friends know about this podcast, pastors, whatever country they're in. Let them know, worship leaders and and others. Uh, And don't hesitate to support the show if you like. Send us your Bitcoin, your U.S. dollars or your million Mark bills from uh, the Weimar period, if you happen to have a few of those as well. Uh, We will uh, see you next time on the podcast. And Arthur and Caitlin, thanks for joining us. Thank you.
1: Thank you for having us. Great. It was
0: a pleasure. You've been listening to The Worship Review. Please subscribe to the podcast, leave a comment, or email us at feedback at theworshipreview.com. We accept donations at anchor.fm slash theworshipreview and patreon.com slash theworshipreview. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.